time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update. Hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from Volume 25, Issue 37, dated September 12th. From our news section, Hunting Near Homes Rattles Residents. Group Seeks to Shoots County Change to Hunting Carve-Outs by Hillary Corrigan. A stretch of the Deschutes River between Sun River and Lapine State Park has long had shooting restrictions in place, closing hunting along the waterway that zigzags through federal lands and housing communities, except for two little spots. The segments, each less than one mile but close to each other on the river just south of South Century Drive, are U.S. Forest Service land and are open to shotgun use during waterfowl season. They're also close enough to homes, roads, and trails that people who live nearby say they expect problems worse than the dead birds, abandoned duck blinds, litter, and loud shotgun blasts they've long complained about. At an August 28th meeting, a group of area residents asked the Deschutes County Board of Commissioners to end the hunting allowed in those small portions along the river between Maxwell Bridge and Forest Lane, arguing that it takes place too close to forest trails and homes. Nearby communities have grown significantly, they said, and more people now use the trails and river year-round to kayak, paddleboard, canoe, hike, run, bike, ski, or snowshoe, many of them unknowingly crossing through hunting zones. The group described run-ins with hunters, saying they have intimidated residents, hit homes when shooting, showered the roof and deck of one home with birdshot, and walked onto private property to retrieve dead birds. Truly an accident waiting to happen, said Carl Gote, who lives in Oregon Water Wonderland 1 and noted a public boat launch in campgrounds not far from the two spots. Bob Dixon, the Ben Chapter president of Oregon Hunters Association, said this month that he's not familiar with the area but knows of it as a duck hunting site and has heard people of calling the state police on hunters who are legally hunting. Nobody's really brought it to our attention, he said of the resident's call to close hunting there. Dixon planned to raise the issue with the association's board that would consider whether to take any stance on it. Also in the news section, a nation of neighbors. Welcoming Week events includes events aimed at fostering inclusion among immigrants, refugees, and other community members. By Nicole Vulcan. Over two years ago, the Bend City Council signed a unanimous resolution declaring Bend a welcoming city, becoming one of about 150 communities in the U.S. to join the network aimed at fostering inclusion and understanding among immigrants and refugees and the wider community. Welcoming Week, which takes place this week, include events such as a kickoff party, trainings, a celebration of the passage of HB 2015, which made driver's licenses available to all Oregonians, regardless of immigration status, and Latino Fest, a day-long celebration featuring food, music, and dance, held in Madras Saturday. Meeting elected officials. Also on the schedule of events is a Monday evening bilingual meet-and-greet with local elected leaders, an event where Spanish interpreters will be on hand to allow local people to ask questions about local government and to foster relationship building. Elected officials from Ben Lapine Schools, the Ben City Council, Deschutes County Board of Commissioners, Ben Park and Recreation District, and the offices of Representative Sherry Held and the offices of Senators Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley will be there 
said Joanne Mina, Latino Community Association volunteer coordinator who organized the event. Mina is aiming to bridge the gap between what she sees as the sentiments the Latino community has about local government and their active participation in it. We want folks to be civically engaged no matter who they are, Mina said, underlining that as the 2020 election gets closer, civic participation gets even more crucial. Whether you're participating or staying on the sidelines, we are shaping our community right now. And finally, from our outside section, One Man's Trash. A trio of surf lovers takes river cleanup to the next level, exploring the underwater world of the Deschutes, by Isaac Beale. I grabbed this baby head, not a real one, says Kia Eubank, as we stand at the edge of the water in Pioneer Park. Apparently, that's just how it goes when you dive under the Deschutes River. You never know what you're going to get. Hell, the trio called at Loot the Deschutes on Instagram found an actual gun the night before we met. We were really surprised. We thought we were going to find a gun a few times, Miranda Campbell tells the Source Weekly. We dived some deep spots, and we ended up finding it in the shallowest area yet. It was the last thing we found. Made up of three friends, including Eubank, Miranda Campbell, and Led Smith, Loot the Deschutes only started posting on Instagram in April, after moving on from Craigslist as their main platform, but they've already made an impact on plenty of lives. What do they do? Well, exactly what the name reads. The three throw on wetsuits and dive underneath the water, collecting trash or possible belongings. It's like a giant lost and found box, just with more water. We all surf the park, and we'd lose our fins. I'd walk by and be like, there's sunglasses in the water, says Smith who happens to be wearing a pair of fresh Deschutes found shades. So I just started snorkeling and finding sunglasses and other items. Campbell and Eubank used to literally swim the river instead of float it. So they ended up bringing snorkels along, and the team was formed. These guys are the people to reach out to if a valuable gets dropped below. The quicker you let them know it entered the water, the better. Because once it sits for a while, the river can be unpredictable. Or you can check out their Instagram feed and you might find your long-lost Crocs. They find a lot of stuff. Everything from phones, speakers, clothes, and even wedding rings. My first ring was a 40th anniversary from a lady's late husband. She dropped it. It had been sitting for six months, and I found it in the water, says Smith of the 68 diamond ring. She said if she ever comes back to Bend, she's going to buy us all pizza. All the surfers. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon, or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.